When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. As we bring you Season 13 of Album for the Day, we come to you after one year of episodes. We did not have an episode on June the 30th of last year, but every other day we did. So, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I think that we've we've definitely got a hold of something and knowledge is power and uh i have filled my cup this year <laughs> so we're bringing you uh a second edition of uh what we consider our choice cuts greatest hits uh our favorite episodes after one year after the entire year going back and looking at everything that we've done it was really kind of cool um learning about it a lot of different genres of music, people I wouldn't normally listen to, um, albums I wouldn't normally listen to, you know, and it, it it was just, it was really cool to go through that list. It was and, an easy way to step outside the box a mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah. And uh, I I really enjoyed uh, every, every episode, man. Yeah. Won't say I enjoyed every album. I, I think we established not. that. <laughs> I definitely did not. But these are, again, not necessarily what we would consider the greatest albums that we covered in a year, but our favorite episodes. So enjoy. And June the 26th, we revisit an all-time classic. And um, we're actually going to post both of the episodes because this was on the first Greatest Hits. Mm-hmm. Um and gosh, our little piece that we did on it, that was just priceless. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and in fact, the Greatest Hits episode has been listened to more times than, than the, the original. Action. Yeah, which that's to say, yeah, it's just weird. But this was a really interesting album to dig into because you learned, uh, as Jay was just referring to, um, with a different album, it kind of captures a moment in time. You know, when a specific person and a specific person are working together, you know, not all the time, mm-hmm. but this is something that we're doing together. Um, it it kind of captures that. And uh, we we got into how this album just kind of, I mean, she won a Ivor Novello Award. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she's, she's really just been a beast and uh, always willing to say... Whatever the heck she wants, mm, and do whatever she wants. Indeed, and, I mean, it, and it's and great. she doesn't need anybody else to do it with either. We're talking about masturbation. Hashtag, hashtag, I masturbate. Liberty, liberty by Lily Allen. <laughs> <laughs> you'll 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 get it in a minute. You'll get it. Album for the day, October sixteenth. As we wrap up UK week. We also continue with Number One Squared, an album that was number one while a single from the same artist was number one. Today, we focus on Lily Allen, It's Not Me, It's You, which was number one in the UK with The Fear 
on February 15th of 2009. The album was recorded in 07 and 08 and released February 4th of 2009 on Regal and Parlophone Records. This is Lily Allen's second album, and it was produced by Greg Kirsten, who has also worked with Beck, Adele, Sia, Paul McCartney, and the Foo Fighters. He won the Grammy for Producer of the Year in 2017 and 2018. He co-wrote, played all the instruments on, engineered, and produced the album. Mm. He won the ASCAP Golden Note Award in May of 2021. He's won eight total Grammys. Like, the dude knows the music business. Like, that's that's just a fact. Well, like, honestly, I, I don't have... Greg Kirsten's figures, but we talked about somebody a minute ago responsible for 130 million in sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is at least that much. Oh man, yeah, he's uh, he's good. He's a good person to have in your corner, that's for sure. So if you don't know anything about Lily Allen, she is British. Her dad is Keith Allen, an actor and comedian, and her mom is Allison Owen, a film producer. Mm-hmm. Um, She tried to create this album with several writers and producers, but returned to Kirsten, and um, she said, I want to work with one person from start to finish to make it one body of work. I think I've grown up a bit as a person, and I hope it reflects that. And I respect that decision all the way, because I feel like what she was trying to say there is like, look, I'm trying to make an album here. I'm not trying to like cut up pieces of my life because that's what these songs are is pieces of life you know and and when you do it with different people and that kind of thing you're giving a little piece here and a little piece there rather than working on one body of work with one person i totally respect that about this album yeah she literally isolated i i think it kind of reminds me of what we learned with uh in the Tori Amos Little Earthquakes episode about mm-hmm. working with one person and one vision and mm-hmm. valuable perspective. Mm-hmm. The original title of the album was Stuck on the Naughty Step. Well. Let your imagination run wild. It is Lily Allen after all. Mm. Um, the song Who'd Have Known, actually, which was the fifth single from the album and the fourth in the U.K., uh, it borrows from the song Shine by the UK boy band group Take That that you may know with Gary Barlow and Robbie Williams. Um, they actually allowed her to use it, and they're all listed as co-writers individually because she wrote the song and played it for somebody and realized, hmm, let's take that. <laughs> and she said, quote, I can't be bothered with the paperwork. So she just put them all as co-writers. Hey, good for her. The song is also featured prominently in T-Pain's Five O'Clock, that Lily Allen is listed as a featured artist, as well as Wiz Khalifa on. Mm. Go Wiz. Go Wiz. Uh, The track that I would like to talk about would be the third uh, release from this album. The third single, Jay? The third single. Because what was that single called, Jay? That single was called Fuck You. <laughs> and anytime anybody ever writes a song called Fuck You, 
I just want to say that that there is someone in particular. There's something happening where you're like, you know what? Fuck you. This rage is palpable. This, this has so much. I can taste the rage in the room. And not only like do you write the song, but name it. Fuck you. Well, to be fair, actually, sir, the demo was posted as Guess Who Batman, as well as Get With The Program, which would indicate, and she later acknowledged, means she's talking about George W. Bush. Mm -hmm. But, But she changed the name after all of that to Fuck You. She did. So it's, I mean... Even like even after the thought of all of those things and the changes that she was making to go back to, mm, you know what? No, fuck you. Like that's one of the things to me that I like. I held on to it and I was like, okay. Like, and when I think about the fact that that has inspired people like CeeLo Green, and oh, dude. Chris Stapleton, and Mike yes. Campbell to just yes. go ahead, to go do ahead it. down that road, to go ahead and do it. And the crazy part, it's by far her most listened to song on this album. And if you want to see something cool, the video is actually really neat. Um, She's walking to a television studio, and she's using her fingers to warp different items, including a person's hairstyle, including... The Eiffel Tower, uh, the Statue of Liberty. She's just sitting there and basically effing, if you will, with everything. And it's a fun walk. Um, This was also seen as somewhat of a gay anthem due to the lyric, So you say it's not okay to be gay. Well, I think you're just evil. You're just some racist who can't tie my laces. Your point of view is medieval. Mm. Um, and you know you've made it when your song gets featured in Pitch Perfect. Mm-hmm. Not a sequel either. The, the original. OG, the OG. Pitch Perfect, man. Well, I support, uh, uh, yeah, support everything she said there because, uh, yeah, if you don't support, you're part of the problem. That's what I'm saying. Speaking yeah. of which, the song Not Fair is uh, really delightful. I know Jay has a particular affinity for it. It's got kind of a country-ish vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, the video matches that kind of country-ish thing. The song depicts sexual frustration. The second verse starts with a graphic indictment you can hear for yourself. Um, Lily censored herself when performing on the Graham Norton show (laughs) and said, I spent ages kneading bread instead of what she actually said. Um, Again, let your imagination run wild. If you don't know, (laughs) go listen to the song. It does rhyme. It does. (laughs) And there's some similar motions, but in the end, different techniques and there's a lot of (laughs) yeah there are a lot of different techniques for it this has gone south quickly (laughs) sweet lord (sighs) well the fear is the number one from this Mm -hmm. one Mm -hmm. it was originally titled i don't know um 
And it was one of two demos with I Could Say that she posted on her MySpace. Um, I'll tell you, that kind of dates us a little bit there, doesn't it? It dates Lily Allen for sure. Longest UK number one in 2009. She won two Ivor Novello Awards, which is a British songwriting award, uh, for best song musically and lyrically and most performed work. And Greg Kirsten won three for those and Songwriter of the Year. Uh, Lily Allen says it's a satire about materialism and the pressures of being rich and famous. Um, The line, I'll look at the sun and I'll look in the mirror, refers to some British tabloids that feature her a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I think if... And it's not all fun and games. And she did say, as I mentioned, that, you know, I think I've grown up and matured. Uh, the song, He Wasn't There, is actually where she's forgiving her dad. Um, it's a really poignant song, but I wouldn't say it's sappy. Um, she said, after years of pain, we're in a good place. So. That's always it's, good. It's nice when somebody can document that successful thing instead of what is usually a story about pain and an unrequited kind of mm-hmm. resolution. Mm. Well, awesome. Well, uh, today, uh, October 16th, uh, album for the day is It's Not Me, It's You by Lily Allen. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at uh, album the number four of the day. Uh, give us a follow, subscribe wherever you listen to our podcast. Uh, support us via the listener support option and gain access to additional bonus content. Thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow. Yo, such a hole. <laughs> After starting the podcast, you can search for the album, use the three dots, and hit add to queue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends. Woohoo!